I'm Bex Carlos, and this is Lupia Bruca. On each episode of this show, I am your designated Thea Bruca, and we discuss magic, the occult, ghosts, whatever. Just tons of topics under the sun, typically joined by other people who practice magic, different marginalized and practitioners of color here to share their experience with you and remind you that we are the magic. Don't get so caught up in the tools. So join me. Can't wait to meet you. Let's make a little magic together. Abandoned and empty houses are often the subject of mystery and fear. But what are the stories behind these houses? This is the tale of one such house, La Casona de Fidel. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen at your own risk. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And yes, MJ's back. Woo! Woo! It's been a while. <laughs> it has, yeah. It's been it's been like two weeks, right? Yeah, two weeks. Anyway, today we've got some guests with us, and I'm very excited. I love their podcast. Go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us about your podcast. I'm Go Jose. First. Oh I... damn. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just saying I'm Jose. Our podcast is Save Your Sorry. If you want to tell us about it, Katrina. My name is Katrina. My podcast is Save Your Sorry. Uh, we just talk about celebrities and the, the 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 bad things that they do. It's a lot of fun. It's one of my weekly listens. You know, ain't nothing about talking talking about somebody who's already trash, so you don't have to worry about being nice. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about haunted houses today. I have a very long one. But first, I do have a very short listener story, and this was sent in via Instagram. And if you have uh, your own story you want us to read on the podcast, you can send it into our email at spookytales.gmail.com, or you can send it to us on any of our socials, um, and that's a Spooky Tales everywhere, um, except Facebook. I don't check Facebook, but everywhere else is fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the listener's story. I see spirits all the time, not just in my home. My older kid hears a child's voice telling him to follow him. My 12 and 11 year old kids see a lady with a knife in her head by a tree right outside their bedroom window. So now they sleep on the couch. I hear, see, or feel family members that have passed away. Like a month ago, my aunt passed away in Jalisco and I went to the funeral. I was only there for 24 hours, and then I went back home to California. On my way back, I heard her voice telling me to watch over her daughter. I was awake, and I was in the plane, and her voice was clear as day. That's gross. That first part was terrifying, but the second part's not that bad. Like, if you only hear it one time, like, and they're like, oh, watch over my kid, please. That's that's not bad. I don't know. I'd be kind of scared. Like, you're in an air. if it's an airplane, you're like, thousands of feet there's nowhere for you to go you're you, well, they scared. only had the one message where do you need to go <laughs> i don't know but what if like something happens to this like oh look at there's this ghost i'm like a thousand feet up and <laughs> i can't run true. away true you're right you're right 
If I say something, they're going to lock me down. They're like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you can see it already. Like, uh, some person, like, you know, there's a ghost in the plane. You get yeah. tackled. <laughs> exactly. They put me in the straight jacket. And, I'm like, and you're never you seen again. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny, though. <laughs> I could see that, like, making the going viral. I mean, I would film it. And put exactly. it on TikTok, yeah. At least it goes viral. I mean, that's that's the best case scenario. <laughs> All right. So I picked the Whaling Whaley House in San Diego. So Thomas Whaley bought the plot of land that will later become the Whaley House in 1855. This house would also be the first brick building in California. It's a two-story mid-19th century Greek revival. Thomas and his wife, Anna, along with their three children, moved into the house in 1857. A few months after moving to the house, they opened a general store from inside the home. Not long after they settled into their home, their 18-month-old son, Thomas, died of scarlet fever. And several months after that, there was a fire inside the home destroying the general store. After these incidents, Thomas decided to move the family to San Francisco, where Anna and Thomas had three more children. An earthquake in 1868 forced the family to move back to San Diego. When they returned, the Whaley House became headquarters for the city's courthouse, a theater trope, and a general store. Many people began to move away from the area, but Thomas didn't want to give up. They continued to live in the home, and in 1871, Anna Whaley was held at gunpoint by a group of armed men as they took courthouse records from the home. This, uh, th- there seems to be a lot of like bad juju around the family, like a lot yeah. of like, yeah, they have the worst incidents luck. happening. Yeah. <laughs> Many years later, Violet, the youngest of the Thomas of Thomas and Anna's daughters, married George Bertolacci. I think I pronounced it right. Sounded right to me. Sorry if I didn't. <laughs> Unfortunately, George decided to divorce and Violet was left very distraught and depressed. Trigger warning. On August 18th, 1885, she decided she couldn't live on with that, with what had happened, and she she shot herself in the chest. Thomas found her and brought her into the home where she died a few minutes later. The ghosts that are believed to haunt the home are Thomas Jr., who died at 18 months old. People claim to hear a baby crying inside. People also claim to have witnessed a young woman on the second floor in the back room, believing this is the spirit of Violet who had a very traumatic death. And there is supposed to be a ghost dog, a ghost cat, and people also claim to see Thomas and Anna in the home. And prior to purchasing the land, the Whaley House, there were hangings on the property. And it is believed that Yankee Jim is also a ghost who haunts the place. <laughs> Yankee Jim? Yeah, it's like the least scariest ghost ever. Like, who's that, <laughs> Yankee Jim? Well, they yanked his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did. <laughs> In 1852, James Yankee Jim Robinson was sentenced to hang for attempting attempting to steal a boat. So he didn't even successfully what? steal it. And he got hanged. Wow. That's terrible. I mean, honestly, I'd be mad too. I'd be like, I didn't even like successfully do it, man. And I still died. 
the hell? Haunt the place too, then. It makes both sounds and stuff. <laughs> I know. I, I wonder if he's like he looks at the resident like anybody passing by with like a speedboat, and he's like, yeah, totally. <laughs> 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 Let me get that. <laughs> The San Diego Police Department has two separate incidents where they have encountered two of the Whaley House ghosts. On one incident, someone called the San Diego Police Department asking them to check out a woman who was heard and seen crying at the Whaley House. When the officer arrived, the woman was in the back of the house, and when he, sh- he shines his flashlight on her, she disappears. Whoa. The officer described her as having period clothing and... It is believed that this was Violet. On the second incident, a tour guide of the Whaley House was closing for the night and was setting the alarm when he heard a voice say, What are you doing here? He was beyond terrified and ran out without setting without setting the alarm. So it set it off. And the, the um, police officer arrived to check out the place. And he told the tour guide that there was a woman sitting in the parlor. So the officer saw the woman sitting in the parlor. And he called for backup, but by the time backup came, the woman was gone. Uh, that policeman was and- real scared. He said, he's sitting with a woman in the parlor. I need backup, man. I can't handle this by myself. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, he was probably like, I'm not going in there alone. That's that. <laughs> not today. <laughs> I think I would do the same, though. I would just run. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I would pretend to not see anything like- and just laugh. <laughs> they don't pay me enough to care if there's someone here (laughs) oh well you could you could uh what is it called squat here for the night or whatever (laughs) i feel like i yell to the girl it's cool we leaving (laughs) you can say we're we're leaving they really don't pay they didn't pay that um the tour guide enough because honestly the poor guy was probably traumatized after that yeah, yeah, he didn't show nothing to nobody afterwards. He's like, I quit. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go steal a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be funny. But yeah, that's the the Whaling Whaley House. It's said to be the most haunted house in America. So. Let's be honest though, every house is the most haunted house in America. I know. And every hotel <laughs> is the most haunted hotel. <laughs> Oh, hotels are definitely haunted. Yes. With bad decisions. Oh, yeah. Look at the carpets. (laughs) That is true. So I have a very long story here. This is called La Casona de Fidel. So Casona, I guess, is just like a a name for a big house. And Fidel is the kid's name. This takes place in the Roma neighborhood of the city of Mexico. If anyone listened to our other, one of our other haunted houses episode, there's another haunted house in this neighborhood called La Casa de las Brujas or the uh, what witch's house. Um, so yeah. I guess this neighborhood is just haunted. Is it an old neighborhood? I feel like it is. Yeah. So this house became known as La Casa Negra, the black house or La Casona de Fidel. Fidel's big house. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, the people of the neighborhood say that the inhabitants come and go. No one stays very long because it's extremely haunted. Uh, So the story of the house begins in 1935 when, according to legend, it was used as a hospital 
to try and meet the demands of the typhoid outbreak in the early 1900s in Mexico City. Uh, So during this time, it was widely believed that those infected with typhus were possessed by a demon. And because of this, someone decided to burn the building down with patients, nurses, and doctors still inside, claiming they were saving the people in there from possession. There's no records of this, but the urban legend grew among the city. So I don't know if it's true or not, but people say this. (laughs) This happened. Yes. (laughs) So Oof. some say that there's still screams in, heard inside the house. Years later, the damaged building was remodeled and a family, the Mondragon family, purchased the house. And this family consisted of three children, a husband, a wife, and then the three kids. And according to legend, the family only lasted uh, one week in the house. Then they were found mysteriously dead with zero explanation so this just further fuels the terrifying tales of the house. So years later, in the 1970s, a new family moves in. This time, it's a teenager by the name of Fidel moved in with his grandparents. Fidel's parents passed away when he was a young child. By all accounts, Fidel was a rebellious teen and his grandparents had lost control over him. Like every rebellious teen... Fidel did whatever he wanted with his friends, and this included satanic rituals and using the Ouija board. <laughs> oh, whatever you want. I'd love nothing more. <laughs> uh, the, the grandparents were afraid of Fidel, and they didn't know what to do. And they regularly confided this with their neighbors, that they just had no idea what to do with Fidel. Neighbors were very used to seeing the grandpa go in and out of the house, and they would see him regularly sweeping the front of the house uh, every single morning. And I guess this might be just like a Mexican grandparent thing, because I know I've seen my abuelita just every morning sweeping the front of the house, like nowhere else, just mm-hmm. literally the front square inside outside of the house. <laughs> yeah, the porch area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom used to do that too. Dang, I have to tell my grandpa to get on that. <laughs> start sweeping that, that front porch man it's like so funny let me sweep this dirt real quick yeah <laughs> so when they did not see him outside for a few days they were kind of confused like where is he so uh one neighbor her name was alicia she owned the house not the house the store in- across the street and she went to go check on them the first thing Alicia noticed was a strange and rotten odor. And then more neighbors gathered and they entered the house. Uh, leading them, Alicia called out to the grandparents. Then he, she called out for Fidel. There was no answer, but the strong stench grew. Alicia and the neighbors covered their noses with bandanas and uh, wandered the house. And they came across the elderly couple in their room and they were horrified at what they saw. The old couple laid on their bed, naked, stabbed with what appeared to be a crucifix and a puddle of dried blood. I probably should have warned people that was coming. My bad. (laughs) It took a real dark turn. (laughs) (laughs) The neighbors all looked around, taken in the horrible scene when they saw Fidel, also naked, hanging from the ceiling in the hallway that led to the bathroom. On the wall behind Fidel, they read the words... Señor, perdóname, pero no podía dejar a mis abuelos con este sufrimiento. Lord, forgive me, I could not leave my grandparents with this suffering. 
And there were strange symbols next to the writing. I don't know. I think they're insinuating that the strange symbols were satanic in nature. But there's no details about what the symbols were. And then according to another article that I found from April 2021, the house is still vacant. It's not for sale. It's not being rented out. It's just vacant. Like someone owns it, but nobody lives there. And that's the legend behind the house. And then I found, uh, so we've talked about this show before. The It's a Mexican radio show that went on for years, like almost 20. I think they still have new episodes. I can't remember. But it's kind of like, uh, what's that one show, MJ? The one uh, here? Coast to Coast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the Mexican version of Coast to Coast. And they did an investigation from the house in 2001. And so they have someone in the radio station and the host of La Mano Peluda, Juan Ramon Science, along with two other people are at the house. And they're doing this all via phone, uh, recording all of it. The owners of the house, the then owners of the house, didn't want it to be recorded with cameras because then they were trying to sell the house and they were concerned it wasn't going to sell if there was a recording of everything happening. So they don't say where the house is. Uh, They never reveal the the location and they only do this via phone, never talking to the owners. So I think, I mean, take it with a grain of salt, I guess, because like they could be faking this. It's all via phone. But it was still very entertaining to read, to listen to, I mean. Yeah, somebody owns that thing. Tear it down. Just saying. Yeah, right? Why are they still trying to sell it? Nobody wants to live there. (laughs) I can name a few crazy people that would be down, though. Yeah, there's always going to be someone who wants it. Yeah, in this day and age, I'm surprised Zach Baggins doesn't own it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go into their um, investigation of the house. One of the Mano Peluda team members, Modesto, is at the radio station, and Juan Ramon Sainz calls in, and he's got two people with him and so Juan Ramon is saying the owners do not want video um, they don't want to talk into the the phone because um, they don't want to be identified by anyone so they're doing they're attempting to do some sort of cleansing or exorcism on the house is what they're saying so once they start this cleansing they can't stop no matter what they have to complete it is what they're saying and uh, Juan Ramon is telling everyone that They're doing some sort of purification process that involves a bell that was blessed by the Pope, Juan Pablo II. I don't know. Does he have a different name? Is that his, like... Isn't it John John Paul II? John Paul. Okay. I was like, I'm assuming he has an English name. I'm pretty sure. But I will be honest. I had no idea. (laughs) But this uh, Pope was beloved in Mexico. Oh, yeah. They really, really adored him. Yeah, they the next guy, I don't even know his name because nobody cares about I don't about know. The he looks guy. like Dark Sidious, okay? <laughs> yeah, the next one. <laughs> yeah. But uh but Juan Pablo blessed this bell that they're using. And they've used this all over Mexico, apparently. So they head inside and Juan Ramon describes uh the door as metallic. There's old de- decorations from eighty years ago. It smells humid and old, it's deteriorating and dusty. The living room is covered in white sheets and there's an expensive looking rug. And so when they lift this rug, they reveal a pentagram, which again is not technically not satanic, but it's associated with satanic rituals. Mm-hmm. But the pentagram itself is not satanic. Yeah. But it's always, especially in Mexico, it's always associated with Satan. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, me too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so there's symbols on each point, and the professor that's there with them is like, this is brujeria, this is witchcraft. And they're coughing because it's very dusty. They describe a 25-centimeter star, like it's that big and or small. That's, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I don't have like a reference for what twenty five centimeters. <laughs> no, <laughs> why didn't they use feet or like inches? <laughs> they use a metric system, and like here we use everything, but it's as big as a banana. Yeah, it's as big as an apple, but <laughs> or like anything. Like yeah, give me an object. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a twenty five centimeter star, whatever that means. And then there's also an upside down black cross, and uh, they go on to say this was used in whatever satanic ritual Fidel was doing. They avoid stepping or touching on anything, and Juan Ramon says that there's ash everywhere. And so it appears that something was burned for satanic rituals. And so they move further into the living room, and Juan Ramon mentions that there's a temperature drop. And they all agree, it feels a lot colder. They start feeling like chills, and uh, they continue moving on. So... Then they find some furniture and some writing on the wall. And the writing says, I believe in the magic. The moment is here. And again, they just say this is all part of the satanic rituals that the grandson was doing. And then Juan Ramon says, is anyone else hearing the noises upstairs? And so they say that it gets very windy and there's like kind of like pounding upstairs. But they're supposed to be alone in the house. There's not supposed to be anyone upstairs. So they reiterate they must continue this cleansing no matter what happens. And then they have like flashlights with them and all the flash flashlights turn off. As he's saying, we have to finish this cleansing. Then someone else in the background shouts that there's shadows manifesting themselves in the corners of the living room. Then the flashlights come back on and the shadows disappear. They continue walking through the house and get to the bedroom where the grandparents were killed. And they say it's extremely cold in there and their flashlights stop working again. Uh, they're walking around and they're uh, ringing the bell that they have. And you can hear it in the background just going chiming. I don't know if that's the right word. Then the doctor says, so there's a doctor and a professor with Juan Ramon. I think I forgot to say that. So the doctor says there's more writing on the walls and in all the corners of the bedroom. And this writing says the creatures of the night are present. And there's another phrase that says there is no return. And then as he's reading that, the bed, yeah, it's the bed. The bed starts shaking inside of that room. They check the thermometer and it's negative 10 degrees Celsius. And I'm, I should have put in what that is in Fahrenheit, but I didn't. And I don't know what that is. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Google it. <laughs> On your own time. <laughs> Then they say the bed is shaking more and something is manifesting itself in front of them. Some sort of shape like a man. Juan Ramon asks what there is no return means. And the professor says that uh, whatever satanic rituals were being done had to be completed. And that's why the thing is written there or whatever that means. You can hear them praying in the background while ringing their bell. And then Juan Ramon say says that there's a vase that starts shaking. He looks at it and then the phone cuts off and you can hear him saying it's getting more cold. There's more noises. He's getting really scared. 
And then he's like, I know you guys maybe don't have a reason to believe us, but La Mano Peluda, our radio show, has never made investigations up. And then um, you can hear him saying, hello, hello, again and again. And so they lost the phone call. And back in the studio, Modesto, he starts taking phone calls from listeners because he can't connect back to Juan Ramon Sainz. And so then, 30 minutes later, they connect again. And uh, Juan Ramon is telling Modesto that he's really affected by this house, more than all the other cases they've done. And they're walking through the hallways of the house now. Uh, they're in between where all the rooms are. And again, it's this spot is extremely cold. And this is the spot where the son was found, not the son, the grandson, Fidel. This is where he was found hanging. So yeah, they walk into Fidel's room. It's even colder in there. They all start coughing at the same time. And Juan Ramon says that there's an even worse, rotten, terrible smell in here. And then there's uh, more drawings on the walls. And they look like they've been drawn with blood. But he says, we can't be sure. We, we have no way of testing this. But it is dark red and dry looking. There's a figure of the devil drawn. And when he sees this, he's like, Ay, no, 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 no. Dios mío. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of reminds me when you're like talking with your abuelitos and something. They're just like, I know, Dios mío. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, he starts saying that. And then uh, the bed in that room starts shaking again. And then there's inaudible like screams in the background and more coughing. And then there's more bell ringing and like a prayer. And the professor, and he's freaking out in the background. And you can hear them telling him to calm down. As there's more coughing going on and the bed is shaking, it's really dusty and they move the bed and they find more writing under the bed. The professor says that it's a curse and they're not going to read it out loud because it would, I don't know, activate demons or something. I don't know. (laughs) That's not what he says, but they're not going to read it out loud. And then you hear the doctor screaming, "Uh, what is that? What is that? And there seems to be a cloud of smoke forming into a man, and then it disappears. They describe piles of clothes, old piles of clothes in the room, and more drawings. And an inverted, they mention and like really focus on this inverted 176. And I meant to look that up. On your own time. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Google it. (laughs) The flashlights turn off on their own again. They're like, we need to continue this ritual. And so they use, they switch to their cell phone lights. But I can't imagine the lights being very bright because, again, it's 2001. Oh, yeah. So it's like a flip phone. It's nothing. <laughs> it's a speck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then uh, Juan Ramon says, it's very hard to breathe because of all the dust and the gross, not gross, sorry, the strong smell. I would have said gross. Juan Ramon doesn't say that. He says it's a strong stench. <laughs> Back at the radio station, Modesto is asking him how long till they can leave. The listeners are all worried about them and they want them to leave. <laughs> and Juan Ramon is like, I don't know. Um, then in the background, I think it's the same doctor. He's probably the most scared out of all of them because he's the one you can hear in the background yelling the most. And he's like, someone's closing the door on its own. Someone's closing the door. And they had the door prompted open with a chair. So the, he's freaking out in the background again. And then Juan Ramon says, oh, our flashlights are working again. They continue the cleansing. They are doing some more prayers. You can hear the bell going again. Um, And then they mention if they go to a certain spot in the room, the phone cuts off and they can no longer hear each other. 
And so then they start heading down to the basement and the phone call, like, it's getting really spotty. They can't understand each other at all. And this is where Modesto then says, you know what, we're going to let them finish the ritual. I know everyone's worried about them. And he concludes the episode. And I honestly, I don't know what happens after this because there's nothing. <laughs> so I'm assuming they made it out fine. But as of right now, the house, not as of right now, as of April of last year, the house was still there. It's up for sale. Nobody lives in it. So uh, whatever they did, I mean, must have not been success- successful or somebody would still be in there, like living there, right? <laughs> yeah. That is true. I'm trying to figure out what was the punishment if they had to leave. He's like, we have to finish it till it's done. Uh, no, we do not. I'm leaving. <laughs> I-, I think if it's like right? it jumps from a person. If you don't finish it or you don't end it correctly. I'm oh, not entirely no. sure. But so, yeah. So like when you're in the middle of that, I think you have to finish it or else um, like it can like jump from a person to person. I also know it's not a one session thing. Um, you have to actually if they're using Catholic based what is it called exorcisms, they have to do it continuously. And sometimes it takes years. So. One session is not going to do shit. Okay. Wow. Okay. So this would explain why the house is still. Yeah. They would have to like get professional help from the church and then do all kinds of stuff. And it it would take years. Wow. Talk about a career path. I'm avoiding. I I don't, I don't got time for that. (laughs) Yeah. And there's like not many people who do it anymore because apparently it's like really scary. Like people like try to do it and then they're like, F this. Yeah, I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> Damn. Not me. <laughs> I would die <laughs> in fear. <laughs> Same. And then I would haunt the place after. Oh, see. So. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's a two for one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is La Casona de Fidel. Um, and yeah, listening to the original phone call, I was like, oh my God, I'm scared. I hate, oh my god, I hate listening to La, to La Mano Patrona Peluda, whatever, it, with my headphones on. I can't do it. It has to be, like, loud speaker or else I freak out. Yeah, my dumbass thought we were recording yesterday, so uh, Friday night I was, like, finishing my notes last minute listening to this. I was like, oh, I'm so scared, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna power through for you. <laughs> like, like, that one time I had to listen to, what's it called, that one video you sent me, and I was like, this is not a smart move it's like two o'clock in the morning whose dumbass idea was this and i was like oh yeah mine (laughs) yeah but but if you all know if you know spanish um it's it's and you want to get scared listen to the original phone call it's it's mm, just not at night (laughs) yeah i'll I'll definitely do that But uh, but yeah, that was my part. So if uh, you want to tell us about your story, I'm very excited. Yeah, Jose, don't leave them hanging. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So detail, detail. Spill the tea. <laughs> my story was we were going to a haunted house, and it had some story like someone died there, or someone escaped there from being killed, or something. But that part's not important. Oh, where? Where does this take place? In Indiana, where I'm from. Okay, okay. And so we go there, and. There's all these new signs and a new date up that says no trespassing because it's just like an abandoned house. So I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm not going in with you guys. And so my three friends leave. <laughs> and for some reason, I was stupid enough to wait in the car. And I'm waiting in there and I'm not, not thinking of anything. And I see like someone further down and it's just like a shadow and it's like waving me 
like to come here with both hands. Oh fuck that! Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I'm like, is that someone? Like, because it's kind of far away, and I'm like, what are they doing? And then I see another person. Were like, you like maybe it's one of my three friends like waving you down? No, because they went the opposite direction. <gasps> okay, oh, that's so great. Yeah. And, like, this house was, like, in the forest area, and it was supposed to oh, be so scary. No. So then, I'm just waiting. I'm, like, stared. And I turn around, and I'm, like, looking out the back of the car, and I'm, like, are they coming back? Where are they? And I see them coming back, and you know when people are, like, walking, and they're balancing, and, like, their hands are straight out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems like they were, like, walking on a... trying to balance or something. I'm, like, what are they doing? Because there was... Like a regular size one, a real short one, which one of my friends is real short, and then a tall one. And then they like turn in the into the forest. I'm like, where are they going? So I think they're gonna scare me. And then like 30 more minutes pass and they don't pop out. <laughs> so when they come back to the car, I'm like, hey, did you guys like come to the car and like go back? And they're like, no, we went in the house. But they didn't see anything in the house, and I just saw like shadow people all around. Oh my god, they went into the house, you were avoiding the house, and you're the one who ended up seeing Yeah, so for the rest of the summer, back when I used to smoke, I would go outside of my house, and I would smoke, and then, like, it would always be, like, evening time, so not dark, but not really light either, and I would see, like, the shadow across the street by the mailbox, and I'm like, why is this guy looking at me, but then I'm like, it's just a freaking shadow, like, it's so weird. But it would stare me enough that I would go inside. But then Ooh. one time I, like, it wouldn't always be by the mailbox. It would move around or yeah. him, I don't know, this shadow thing. This person. Yeah. And then one time it was, like, right behind my dad's truck. And he was just, like, standing there. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is that someone standing there? So, like, I go to walk forward and the thing, like, leans towards me. And oh, so I just no. run inside. and i honestly thought i was going crazy because i kept seeing these shadow things outside my house like day after day that it got to the point where i would not go outside in the evening without a friend i'd be like hey you want to come over and hang out and if (laughs) if they didn't come i didn't go outside but anytime anyone else was out there with me i never saw anybody they were trying to lure you over there wow so no nobody else saw anything no that's crazy. Damn. Ooh. Damn, you almost became one of the shadow people. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't even hear of shadow people when that was happening. That was like the summer of I don't know, I was like nineteen. But then I started looking it up. I'm like, because one, I thought I was going crazy, and two, I'm like, what are these things that I keep seeing everywhere? When did you stop seeing them? <laughs> or do you still see them? No. <laughs> well, I stopped smoking, so I I don't go outside, so maybe that's why. (laughs) But it was just like that summer, that the summer that I was home, and I don't know if why it was like just at that time period. Um, Nothing like really ever like there was no conclusion. It just happened to stop one day, and I didn't like remember it. That is crazy! Wow. Even like seeing the shadow people like right in front of your house is creepy. But I think the the haunted house forest incident is worse i would have been like you know like spongebob when he's on the on the what's it called on the um the what is it the walkie talkie he's like wee-oo, wee-oo. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i 
don't happen in fourth. <laughs> I would have left them there, just left. No, no, that's messed up. <laughs> My friend is the one who drove, and like she took the keys with her, and all oh, I kept thinking no. was like, I don't have the keys, I don't have nothing. Yeah. And I'm just stuck because it like it was in the middle of nowhere in the forest. So oh, like I don't that. know how to get out of here. I'm going to remind myself next time if I ever do that because I did get invited to do like a few like haunted places, you know, like uh, uh, what is it called? Not always houses, but, you know, ghost hunting and stuff. Like a ghost tour? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to be like, you know what? Let's take our walkie talkies. And if I have to do the SpongeBob wee wee, I will. (laughs) You got to come find me. (laughs) That's what like straight up be me. I'll be like guys it's right here in front of me <laughs> oh yeah i wouldn't even be apart from somebody somebody gotta die with me <laughs> push yeah. your party buddy system <laughs> that's yeah, all i kept definitely. thinking about when i was in the car like how stupid am i that i split up like that's the number one rule <laughs> the number one rule of surviving you thought she was doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> push him out the car you get him go <laughs> not me <laughs> I've got so much to live for, please. <laughs> I'm still a baby. I haven't lived my whole life at 29 years old. <laughs> oh, my, it's scary, though. Anyways. Before my baby starts crying more, I'm going to cut this episode a little short. <laughs> but before we go, we do like to do spooky recommendations. Do you, you, both of you, do you guys have a spooky recommendation for our listeners? Uh, like what? Like what type of like a like a movie? Yeah, movie, show, okay. book, video game, anything. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I was specific before <laughs> I stepped out of bounds. <laughs> I guess I'll go first because mine's corny. Oh, I'm excited for this. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think I have a love hate relationship with scary movies because I don't like them, but there's a few that like <laughs> definitely get the pass. And for me, one of my top ones is the Scream franchise. Oh my god, yes. I And here's the thing, as a child, I totally did not watch these in order, and I still haven't seen the fifth one yet, but it's on my list. I ended up watching them uh, based on what we owned at home and what was playing on TV, so I ended up watching them three, one, two, four. And for some reason, three is my absolute favorite, even though everybody hates it. (laughs) Yeah. It's very corny and camp, but it has all the jump scares and Courtney Cox's bangs look a mess, but it's all (laughs) horror. (laughs) Um, So I just really love that movie. I love the fact that they do this whole trilogy, trilogy theme throughout the whole movie just to end up 10 15 years later to make a four and a five so i also find that comedic um and it's a very good beginner movie if you don't like being scared but you like to laugh so it's always on my list as far as movies i don't read a lot of scary things because like i said people who write act they know what they're doing so uh, i don't want to i don't want to be scared <laughs> reading a book <laughs> those funny. are good i love scream I haven't seen the, yeah. the fifth one, but yeah, I've seen the other the, four, the other four, the first yeah, four. Yeah, I love those. They're good. Uh, mine would be the Paranormal Putas podcast. I first heard of them on your guys' podcast on here. Oh, they're great. <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. I haven't listened to all their episodes, but the personal stories that they have on there, they are really scary. So Just good. hearing people tell their own stories. Yes. 
Yeah. Love them. Yeah, definitely check them out. Uh, I don't know if I recommended this, but this while I was with COVID, I had nothing to do be- besides being quarantined in my room and watching movies. So I mm-hmm. watched um, one of my old favorite movies, uh, Stigmata, which is not scary, but it's like it like kind of delves into that the shit paranormal. is creepy. I love that movie. Definitely remember that. Yeah, I was a big fan of Patricia Arquette. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. I love her in Holes when she plays um, Kissing Kate Barlow. Everybody loves Holes, man. Holes is my favorite movie. (laughs) My son is obsessed with the whole, like, he has the book, he has the movie, everything. He loves it. Yeah, I think I was obsessed at, at that same age. And my stepson was also obsessed with them like a year ago. Oh, so my spooky recommendation. I was going to recommend something else, but yesterday I started watching um, All of Us Are Dead on Netflix. Oh, so good. I just got a up. I got a notification for it today because I haven't checked oh anything. Oh my god, yeah, you so need to I've- watch it. I think that like my last three recommendations have all been like Korean zombie things, so... I have I have a problem lately, but that's what all I've been watching. <laughs> and this is just another good one. They do zombies like the best. They do. They really do. Yeah. I just got through episode two and oh my God, I have never seen a more terrifying like zombie scene than one specific scene. Like if you watch episode two, you will, you will know what scene I'm talking about. It's like, it's so creepy, but yeah, it's really good so far. And uh, yeah, I'm only on episode two, but I recommend it anyway. It's so good. I am going to watch that. But yeah, before we go, if you all want to, if you want to tell our listeners where to find your podcast and your socials and all that good stuff. Yeah, Jose, you're great at this part. I'm terrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Save Your Sorry Podcast. You can pretty much find it anywhere. Our Instagram, email, all that. It's spelled just like the podcast. The only thing that's different is our Twitter is save and the your is spelled you are sorry just because some already took the, the bastards how dare they <laughs> uh and yeah please check them out they are both so funny i mean i don't know i guess not everyone likes hearing like celebrity gossipy or talking shit about them but i love it and i'm here for it and i mean but you guys do it in like a not completely talking shit it's like presenting what they did and like you know you're just yeah we shit try to steer them. away yeah. just from all the tabloids it's- yeah kind of factual for the most part but yeah i I get not everyone's interested in celebrities but it's so fun so if that's your thing yeah (laughs) please listen to them because i love them (laughs) and thank you for inviting us so this was great and fun i really enjoyed this yeah thank you for joining and now my baby's crying more so um (laughs) how should i end this If you go to a haunted house with your friends, trespass with them. Don't stay in the car like Jose. Yeah. <laughs> and bring walkie-talkies. Yes. <laughs> stay a spooky and we'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for our spookies supporting us on Patreon. Yesenia, Kristen, Mary, Dalia, Mariela, Rene, Yamaris, Iris, Ghost Train, and Madtown Charity. Thank you so much for your support. A Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, edited and produced by Christina. If you're looking for extra ways to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Tales, And you can also check out our Patreon for bonus episodes and more. Go to spookytales.com slash support. 
But of course, you have our eternal gratitude for just listening. Stay as spooky.